So yeah, I think we'll uh, kick this off. Basically, uh, we're going to go over uh, the game, the noun sound demo. Um, the basically one noun every day forever in an action roguelike game, uh, brought to <clears throat> brought to us by the Pixel Shop and uh, Sumis from um, from that group, and really just go over the candidate. Uh, and then in the second half, we're going to go over the uh, nouns playground um, themed playground uh, that's happening that. Uh, now it's in Singapore is is helping with. Um, so to get started, uh, Samuz, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, a little quick of your background? How did you get into um, you know game design, and then obviously how you found nouns um, and and created your proposal? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so just a quick introduction. Uh, my name is Sumis. I'm from the Pixel Shop. Um, this is a company that we founded about two years ago now. Um, and really, uh, we're an independent art and game development studio. Uh, so we're really focused on just building new experiences uh, in the Web3 space. And so, yeah, how um, kind of how this all got started was, uh, you know, we, we got our roots by doing uh, metaverse integrations with uh, the project Worldwide Web3. Um, I teamed up with a, with a pixel artist and saw this opportunity to, you know, work with various NFT communities to integrate uh, their characters as animated pixel sprites so that each holder could then play in, in uh, World Wide Web as those characters. Um, so we, we did that for about, uh, for the better part of the last year, to be honest, maybe even close to 18 months. Um, but, you know, this was always to, this was to get these characters integrated into an existing platform. Uh, but our, you know, our passion, our vision has always been in game development. And so building our own full-fledged game was really kind of the long-term vision of the Pixel Shop. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of uh, my background actually comes from uh, financial risk management. Always been super passionate about gaming throughout my whole life. Um, and, you know, just kind of with, I'm sure, a lot of, a lot of other people in this space, uh, the whole NFT crypto uh, ecosystem kind of presented an opportunity to, you know, kind of pursue my passion and build something that I'm more interested in. <laughs> so uh that's kind of where i teamed up with um another partner who has uh just a wealth of industry experience in in uh indie game development and art and um together we've kind of been working on building this uh building this new uh game for for the nouns community yeah Sumi, absolutely can, yeah go ahead can, can can you just tell us a little bit about um the the genre because I, I i mean as as someone who um I guess hasn't spent a lot of time playing playing indie games. That that part kind of stood out to me um, as something that was really interesting. And by the way, I play, I tried the demo. It was awesome. It was super fun. Um, oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. Can you just talk a bit about the the roguelite genre? Yeah, for sure. So um, I feel like uh, as far as roguelites go, there's really you know if you've played it, it's it's super addicting. It's something that it's like pretty short attention span, like geared towards people with like short attention spans where you know, each run is kind of like this. Uh, the main criteria is really it has a concept of permadeath. And so each run is more like an arcade game where you go out and you either will, you know, accomplish the win condition. And in this, in our game, is to defeat the final boss or you basically die trying and rinse and repeat. Um, the other key element of it is not it's not in every roguelite, but in ours, it's, it has a programmatic map generation. And so each experience will be kind of more of a unique playthrough. Um, it's a different map seed every single time. 
you kind of you know you kind of learn a lot of the mechanics of the game but ultimately it should feel diverse and interesting each playthrough um, and we do that both from the environment changing dynamically and then also uh, the upgrades that you get as you progress through the game changing dynamically um, so a lot of like common like the most popular games in this uh, genre would be something like uh, enter the gungeon is super uh, popular binding of isaac is really one of like the ogs that was like a huge uh, you know, inspiration for a lot of this, this genre really blowing up. Uh, some other games like Hades is a pretty, uh, pretty popular uh, new one that has like it's really like deep with uh, the lore is just super deep, deeply ingrained into that game. A um, couple others were like Nuclear Throne, uh, and there's um, oh Vampire Survivors is something that's like more of a simple arcade loop that you can play through. Um, that's like kind of has a lot of the similar elements. And yeah, so roguelite really is kind of, you know, it kind of has that arcade feel. Um, and then the thing that kind of keeps you playing is outside of this game loop where you're trying to defeat the final boss, there's actually, as you play through that, there's upgrades that you can get that ultimately can, uh, you know, improve the strength of your character so that the next time you play through, uh, you kind of have like a better likelihood or new weapons to experiment with, new upgrades to experiment with and things like that, that kind of change, again, the dynamic of gameplay and also Wait, increase what's... like the likelihood. When I, when I was just playing now, um, when, when I kind of like upgraded my weapon um, and then died, I, I didn't keep the upgrade. Um, that's just because it's a demo. Like typically you would kind of like save that game state and, and I would have that upgrade on, on the next pass. Or is no, it so at sort of like key checkpoints, like when you defeat the final boss? It, it'll actually wipe each time. So each time you go back in with a kind of a blank state um, and then you acquire new upgrades, Kind of experiment with different synergies like what figure out what you like and then uh yeah that's actually it resets each each playthrough that's kind of the each playthrough. Uh, okay there's there's no magic. there's no sort of like state that carries like if, if you do something really awesome in one playthrough and you like have a weapon you love and then you die like there's no chance to keep that weapon that's just um, like the nature of the genre yeah correct but there is kind of like this hybrid approach so um that's kind of where there's things that you maintain like there's things that reset each playthrough, and then there's things that you can actually get upgrades outside to then go in, go begin a run again with a new weapon, for example. Um, for us, the weapon is actually going to be something that you unlock outside of the playthrough. So similar to our demo, you have two different weapons to play, to select from at the start. Um, we we want to build like an achievement system. So if you do X, Y, and Z in the game, you'll unlock a new weapon, and then the next playthrough you can you can begin with that weapon and you actually go through the whole uh the whole game loop you know with a uh, different weapon i guess and and going back to um you know the genre itself is why do you feel like nouns is a good theme for this type of game you know and what you've been crafting yeah there's there's a couple reasons i i think the first one that really st stood out to me is it's something again that people can just play through multiple times and you know you kind of you learn each playthrough and you kind of want to go back and try something new um and ultimately try to like you know beat the, defeat the final boss uh so it's kind of like fits like this indie game mindset where you just have a lot it's something you can just pick up and play for a little bit and then put down uh you know once you get that craving that itch to play again you pick it up and try it again with maybe like a different weapon set loadout or something uh, but, you know, once we started exploring this genre of a roguelite, the thing that really stuck out to us uh, was the concept of playing as a different nouns every day. Um, 
at first it was just like, do we want to just integrate, you know, nouns characters so you can kind of like maybe unlock one playable character uh, and just, you know, it'll have a different set of traits or something like that. But the more we started to like, you know, flesh out this game design, it really stood out to us just that we should go all in. It's an indie game. So we want to really exercise like, you know, innovative ideas and, and new, just creative ideas and things like that. Um, and just really go all in on something that has shares a parallel with uh, with the nouns project alone, right? And so for us, that was every tw rolling 24 hours, you play as a new character. Um, the very first, when the game is released, we want, you know, we want to introduce it with the very first nouns that was minted. Uh, 24 hours later, you play as a second nouns, third nouns, fourth noun, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, and on top of that, we want to also create like, you know, the concept of each noun having some sort of unique attributes that uh, correlate to that. To, uh, in our game, we'll probably tie it back to like the noun's head, right? So that way it's, it's still scalable. But that way each day you kind of have this unique gaming experience where, uh, you know, one day the, the noun might be like, a have a really strong set of attributes that make the gameplay a little bit easier. And like, you know, you're kind of feeling pretty good about yourself. And then the next day you have something that just has like maybe some sort of, uh, you know, more of a challenging gameplay, and it just creates like this new dynamic. Um, so that's that's one kind of a uh, one of the game modes that we really wanted to lean into to create just something refreshing and also just tie you know tie it back to what nouns is all about. Yeah. So you know, usually with you know this type of genre and releasing these games, I assume you'll go like sort of the Steam route and. Why did you guys sort of, from my understanding of talking with you, is decide not to go like the traditional, well, I guess it's untraditional at this point, but like the non-Web3 game, right? Where it's more the normal normal game release just focused on a Web3 sort of uh, theme. Yeah, so that's, you know, I think there's a lot of players in the space that are building like innovative Web3 Web three games. Um, I think that's great. I do believe like that's, there is a future in that. I think absolutely as a gamer myself, there's, you know, there's several different features that Web3 gaming is just like actually something that I, I'm really bullish on long term. I hope sticks around as far as like, especially, you know, kind of the ownership of digital assets is a really interesting angle with, with Web3. Um, but, you know, we still are kind of kind of in the infancy of, of this industry. Um, and the way I see kind of like some of these initial next steps kind of maybe you can call it lower hanging fruit is trying to get more adoption into into the brands themselves so people um you know we can onboard people kind of have have more of the general audience start to recognize the nouns brand right and so having like a game that's just really kind of focused like myself and our team like we are truly just like independent game developers um with a passion for nfts right so um it just feels like there's like a good opportunity to kind of like target these mediums to get people, you know, start familiar with the branding, uh, just release something that's just like very authentic and something that's like similar and true to the indie game development, uh, you know, nature of games that they've ex experienced in the past and just try to create something that's just like really engaging, addicting and fun to play so that anyone, people that are not familiar with like the NFT world could start to, you know, kind of experience, Hey, this is like a cool game and like start to realize, Hey, like, how was this funded? And it's like, you know, kind of start to leave that like trail of breadcrumbs that kind of like introduce people to like the idea that, okay, NFTs are actually 
not so bad. They're just kind of creating like through this more open ecosystem, a bunch of different experiences. So indie game, you know, indie game development through just like a traditional Steam platform is something that uh, just seems like a perfect opportunity. And I know you guys have booked in the budget, you know, for marketing expenses and, and outreach. Um, and, you know, for, for first blush, you know, a lot of people don't know how, you know, how expensive it is to, to actually build and develop these games. Um, do you want to walk through sort of the three phases um, and specifically what are sort of the goals or the milestones uh, for success for each one of those? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, kind of what like where we're at right now, um, you know, we've completed phase zero. Um, this is not a project that we're trying to start tomorrow. This is a st project that we started actually in uh, June this year. So we've been working on it maybe more like July. So like but we've been working on it for three months. Um, from developing like a game design document, uh, building the prototype that you see, developing a lot of the art assets. And even though some are placeholders, like we definitely like leaned into, you know, invested a lot more time to kind of flesh out some of these ideas. Um, and so that's where we're at today. Uh, the request for uh, that we're submitting through the, the nouns candidate is actually for phase one. And that's really to kind of establish just like the foundation of the game to build up, build upon. So that'll really cover like the core systems in our game engine where we're using Godot for, uh, for uh, developing this game. And then also really kind of fleshing out, you know, the, the core game loop. Um, the demo is actually kind of just like really more an introduction into the actual gameplay, uh, but the game loop will have kind of more of a different ebb and flow to it. Um, and I, I can dive into that a little bit differently or a, different, a little bit later. Um, and so then really kind of one of the other key features of like the first funding request is obviously a game's not, you know, a lot of good games you need bosses to fight, right? So we don't have that yet in the game demo, but we'd like to invest some time into designing the, uh, designing the art for the boss and then also some of the key mechanics and features for it. So we can start to do some testing behind that and make sure, you know, kind of create a really fun and unique boss, uh, boss experience. Um, and so real oh, fast, yeah, so ahead. phase one, the goal is get basically an extension playable demo of introducing more of the mechanics and you know, like a, a better, more polished state, or is that, is that correct? Correct, yeah. And it'll be more of a refined game loop. So uh, we want to kind of establish the foundation of what the user will actually play through, like the starting hub, selecting a weapon, going out into this generative map, and then... Um, and then encountering, you know, the first boss, but a very condensed version of that, obviously, since it's a four or three month scope. Do you think you'll work on trying to get that into like the greenlit Steam process so people can actually start to like potentially even buy into just that simple loop? I know a lot of successful indie games have done it piecemeal where, you know, they, they go ahead and launch the game in an early state to drive traction in, in an audience um, before the, the, you know, the full releases or your, your next two phases. Yeah, there's definitely, um, you know, I, I would I would say for the for phase one, um, I'm not sure if we'll have any kind of like public demo on Steam. Uh, there's, you know, I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I want to make sure that people's like first impression of the game is is a polished state. Um, but absolutely, like you know, longer term, once we get to that point where we feel like we're ready to share, uh, we do want to make the development process, you know, very transparent. Obviously, in working and working with you guys, like. Uh, seeing the work in progress is something that's really fun, actually, for like people in the community to see. Um, but then, as far as actually like releasing a playable demo on Steam, that's something uh, you know we're 
we're exploring for sure, but something that'll come a little bit later down the line. What about also potentially um, getting to a place because another 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 avenue people go is obviously the Kickstarter route, right? Where you know we put up Nance puts up the seventy five k, and that gets the game to a more distributed or like more visually interesting state to then go have a Kickstarter campaign and basically raise the rest of the funds based on the back of Kickstarter uh, contributors. Is that something that y'all have considered? Because since this is not really a, a web, you know, quote web three game, um, it seems much more the appetite um, and the design concept does really well for that Kickstarter. Uh, approach yeah that's that's been an idea that we've kind of explored in the past um yeah exactly like you said since we'll have kind of a lot of you know we'll have made quite a bit of progress over the next three months to kind of really flesh out what this game looks like and make it marketable right um so yeah i think that's for me there's like two different interesting angles of that um we want to make sure that we're marketing this game to the target audience right and the target audience is not necessarily the nft community alone it it does include that but the target audience really is just gamers um on on this on steam platform that are interested in indie games right um and this game is actually one that you know we will have a low price point for it um so it's something that you know it, it really is could be appealing even if it kind of like just piques someone's interest it's a low enough price point that you know they might be interested in purchasing and playing the game um and so kickstarter is you know is great for that that there's you see a lot more indie game projects on kickstarter for that reason and then you can start to build up you know this more grassroots support from people in that target mar market to start following and supporting your game so yeah definitely something we're considering awesome and then what about going through i know obviously this um this request is not for phase two or three but what is sort of your ideas behind you know how do you get from how do you unlock phase two to phase three? And like, you you obviously have marketing budget already assigned. So is the idea being that after basically phase two, you'll actually be releasing or selling the game or what's, yeah, what is the approach between those two? Yeah, so phase two to phase three, um, there's kind of the sliding, what differenti differentiates those in my mind is there's kind of like this sliding scale of like when to release a game, right? And how much content do you want released with the game? Um, Phase two is kind of what I think is like the core content. Um, it's a pretty aggressive scope as far as like, you know, include phase one and two combined would be like a year long scope. And as far as developing a game goes, that is definitely quite aggressive. Um, I think having funding obviously for like, for that really can kind of um, increase like the, you know, increase the potential for like succeeding and hitting that deadline because we have kind of a set schedule and plan that we can follow through. Um, but as far as uh, phase two and phase three, kind of the difference going back to that sliding scale is you kind of have like the core game. Like I think we could release a, a, a solid game at, you know, with phase two funding. Um, but at that point you kind of hit like this economies of scale where you have all the systems built out. You have this ability to quickly introduce new achievements, new weapons, um, new environments, new bosses. So what phase three kind of represents is like this optimal uh, scope that really lets us pack in a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more content into this uh, foundation that we've built. Um, and yeah, did, I guess, did that answer the question or um, was there more something more specific I could dive into? No, I mean, I think that was just interesting in sort of how y'all are planning how, how to scope this out. 
um you know because obviously the the first ask is 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 moderate it's expensive but moderate but the the, the next two ones are where it gets really big so you know you know one of the big things that you know for these multi-stage or multi-milestone projects is how are you going to show success that helps uh noun voters right the nouners um understand that you know it's it's leading and it's going in a good direction um yeah. so i think that sort of thing is like i could understand from from the first phase to second phase is like listen here is a better game um here's what we want to do with it now that it's basically you know more formalized you know formally built um and this is how we want to put it into market where the other two get a bit iffy um where it seems like you still need a lot more dev time in the second phase um to even get to that so it sounds like you know and maybe the, the real question is, is is like i assume this becomes like your full-time gig for those period of times or do you is the picture shop also working on like other things to offset the cost yeah yeah um very good questions so um as far as like this becoming our like full-time focus um that more or less will be the the goal of the team we have established right now um you know, it's kind of something that the scope is large enough where it's something that does demand like most of our time. Um, but with that being said, as far as like going back into the budget for, you know, how did we get to these numbers? We have budgeted for about three full-time equivalents um, and we have a team of four people. And so there is, you know, some time that we have kind of allocated to work on other things, obviously just like relate to the pixel shop kind of maintaining um, the traction that we've built up and, you know, possibly pursuing some smaller scope projects on the side. Right. But with that being said, like I'll be producing this product. So, um, like my, my main objective really is to kind of balance, uh, balance that and making sure we're delivering on whatever kind of, uh, milestones we have established. Um, going back to kind of like, uh, you know, what does phase two and phase three kind of entail? Um, you know, I wanted to provide kind of like a high level target for like what this full, like what, what this project could look like uh, from, from beginning to end, right, to actually shipping this game. Um, but my intention is like, you know, as far as phase one goes, I think the deliverables are, should be pretty clear as far as like building the main systems and like the main game loop and like starting to provide some, some content so people can actually see like more of a true vision of what this game should look like. Um, as far as phase two and phase three, though, my goal is to actually come back and uh, kind of dive into more of a granular level of what all does this entail. Um, I, I'll be able to have like better estimations for how much time we'll need. Um, there's like no real budget for like, you know, sound and marketing in phase one besides like some, you know, some things that I'll be kind of overseeing. But other than that, like phase two, phase three, that's kind of where a lot more uh, players kind of get involved with this project as well, so we can actually begin to promote it properly. Um, uh, and obviously, you know, developing a soundtrack for the game, a lot of the sound effects for the games and things like that will come into play after we develop, uh, you know, all the different characters and weapons and things like that. It'd be kind of cool to, you know, since it's already kind of a collaborative project, you know, your, your team and our funding is just like, you know, pretty much maybe even prop house out those different assets. I mean, we have a pretty phenomenal group of creatives across, you know, the entire spectrum uh, to contribute. And I wonder if there's a way to like, if you could democratize, you know, different verticals of the game 
to make it feel like it's not just this one isolated team, but it's actually a project that involves all of the community members, because then we get, you know, a lot more proliferation where we're saying, hey, here's a project that anyone can come help and work on. And like, obviously, y'all have the, the, the last right to like choose those people, right? Um, but I could see that being a very interesting, um, you know, in, the, in these next two phases, right? Because you kind of have to first go grind out what, you know, what the real core is, which I've, to me is what phase one. And then for phase two is like, okay, now we open it up to community. Maybe that lowers the initial just overall cost and, and allows us to like sort of put together more um, people who would rather contribute um, and participate that way, which could be very interesting. Yeah, that's always, um, I think there's a couple cool opportunities for that. Like sound obviously is one one area we've we've spoken with different sound designers in the past, um, haven't made a selection yet. Like we've worked with someone who's done a lot of the sound for the prototype. So that's kind of the person that we had in mind for that. But with that being said, like working with the nouns community, um, this is ultimately a nouns project, right? You guys would be the ones funding it. And therefore, um, I, I love the idea of collaborating. Um, and, you know, I think that's also kind of something in phase one that's interesting is, you know, we're soliciting more um, just feedback from the community as to, we, you know, we have a really cool mold or like foundation for what this game could be, but like capturing that nouns identity into it, uh, you know, through different upgrades that people want to see through different environments, I think is a really great way of capturing more of like the nouns personality. Like this is a good opportunity for us to start to collect that feedback. And so as we're building the foundation and we can, you know, we can start to think longer term for like, okay, what, what environments would be fun to see? What objects and decoration in life do we want to pull into it? So working with other people on, on those kind of items could be definitely something uh, that would be a perfect fit for us. Awesome. Uh, 4156, you have any other questions before we have to wrap it up? Um, yeah, I would, I would just ask like, you know, can, can you, can you give us um, just very high level, like what, what you think a, a home run would look like here? You know, like it, what, what is like the best case scenario you can imagine um, for this project? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the way we see it, uh, you know, we want this game to have breakthrough potential. So that kind of going back to that, like sliding scale of like what type of game we want to release for us is we want to release a game with like, all the content packed into it, something that, and, and also has support post-launch, right? So we can continue to, to bug fix, release new content and things like that. Um, but ultimately like, you know, we want to put this at a low enough price point where in, it, you know, captures enough of an audience that, you know, there is this potential for word of mouth of like, uh, and especially if we create a, a good game design that has fun addicting play, you know, gameplay um, and has kind of this unique innovative angle as far as like, what our hook is where you play a different nouns character every, you know, every 24 hours, that's kind of unique, right? You haven't seen that so much in, in various games. There might be some that have you know, certain uh, elements of that, but it really hasn't been uh, done that often. And so, you know, we want to pull in like this, uh, this uh, engagement of like different having leaderboards and people from different you know, communities kind of competing each day to try to have the fastest clear, uh, you know, clear uh, time for beating the game, which is kind of like something that's really popular in roguelites. Um, so home run would be kind of hitting on all those marks, right? Like obviously it comes with the product first, um, in my mind and marketing second to make sure that there's enough, there's the opportunity that exists to really get this game in front of, uh, in front of enough people's eyes. Um, and then for us, it's like really like selling, 
you know, a lot of copies. <laughs> um, we have a revenue share model built in. And so we're kind of still working out the details of, you know, how to allocate, uh, how, how to allocate the revenue. But um, we do want to return kind of this, some the funding back to uh, NounsDAO. Obviously, it's a it's a grant, not an investment. So, but at the same time, like you, the the fund the funding would really enable us to kind of pursue this opportunity. So we want to kind of show that you know, in good faith, we want to give back to the NounsDAO, make it something that if we're successful, it can actually profit for the for the treasury. Um, and so kind of like looking out at like how many copies to sell, that's like the ultimate question. Like in our minds, selling 100,000 copies would be like a great success, right? Um, and then like the ultimate breakthrough success is like anything over several hundred thousand copies. Um, and then you see some some of the most uh, successful games out there is into the millions of copies of, sold, uh, of games sold. So that's kind of the moonshot. That's what we're seeking, obviously. What's typical pricing for a game like this? Yeah, so you can see, um, you know, you see it kind of range. Uh, you see some that are like very basic, down to the bones, under ten dollars. Um, some of the games that work, like the comps that we would look at, are more in the range of ten to twenty dollars. Um, anything over twenty dollars, in my mind, is uh, as far as the indie game world goes, is a pretty expensive game. So uh, our range would be probably anywhere from like seven to fifteen dollars. And do you have like um, a benchmark uh, developer studio that like has put out a roguelike that you're like, man, if we just that's that's success right there um, in terms of, you know, how much they spent and the time it took them to develop it, that if you were on track with um, with them, that you, you would feel very successful. Do you have one of those those games and studios? Um, so I've been kind of digging around. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I've been digging around a little bit to try to gather more of those kind of uh those data points to kind of figure out, like, as far as like releasing a game of this scale, um, you know, I think t two years is typically the target that I see for like a lot of these games. Um, but if you start to look at like what's gone into other successful games, like Enter the Gungeon, for example, um, you know, that that took them many years. Uh, I think they were in upwards of like four years for that kind of a game. So it's really kind of hard to compare apples to apples um to figure out like you know here's a really good benchmark to follow uh but with that being said you know in my mind under two years is definitely the goal um i think funding unlocks that potential because like you said we can kind of reach out to um other collaborators to contribute to certain parts of the game so um and then we have myself to really kind of produce a product and make sure we have all you know we're hitting deadlines and things like that. That's something that, you know, from my background, I have a lot of experience managing teams, uh, managing tasks and projects and things like that. And over the last two years, we've we've really uh, shown a lot of success in that. So uh, it's, it's a tough question. I don't have the answer for you, like specifically right now, though. All right, cool. Yeah, I think, I think it's nice because then people can relate back to that game and say, oh, okay, this is success. Here's how big they have. And then you, they can kind of go do their own little research about that game. Um, so maybe identifying one of those and updating the prop with that could be pretty helpful just to give other people some contextual knowledge. Sure. Um, well, great. I think we're wrapping up the first half. Um, uh, so guys, thanks. Thanks for coming and sharing uh, what you guys have been working on. I'm really excited. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll um, obviously that, that candidate is still up there. So any feedback, if any downers have go, go put it up now. Um, and then, yeah. 
probably look forward to seeing that go on on chain um, this week. Um, and then coming up next, we will be talking about the proposal that's live right now, which is the uh, first IRL nouns themes playground. And uh, we also just invited Hash up here, who I think you sponsored it. So um, do you all want to give sort of a background on uh, how you got to this proposal? And yeah, just what you're working on. Hi, GMG. And so uh, I'm, I'm Carl and uh, Hash is now 74. Um, his, his English is not uh, very confident. He's not very confident with English, but uh, I'll still let him do a self-introduction before, before I just uh, introduce myself and, and the prop itself. Sounds good? Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. That works. Uh, Nick, you can tell me Hi. Hello. Sorry, it's the first time you use this. Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm Hash Confucius. Uh, I'm the co-founder of NowCN and founder of it might be try to refresh your browser hash uh sometimes the audio can get pretty maybe screwed up on the the first connection that might help you Okay, well, well, I think while, while he's figuring his audio and restarting, so uh, I'll just bring, bring us uh, through this, this proper video, right? So um, on, on behalf of his, his uh, now 74, he's, he's, he's the founder of uh, CryptoPunk Chinese in China, as well as uh, co-founded uh, now CN together. I co-founded now CN together with him as well. And we um, actually put up uh, Prop 211 uh, before that, and uh, the idea of Prop 211 is to actually bring announced presence into China and into uh, Chinese community. So um, how we get into um, the idea of having this uh, mouse team playground because um, I think the, the, the motivation that we, we always had is to actually even for even when we put our prop to one one is actually to onboard more quality players into the pool system for now and to build alongside each other and for announce right so through the through that various activation uh, that we did in China, we are able to like use them as our tool to storytell, and then we eventually get in touch to with um Element Six, um not just their managing level but their decision maker, where we are able to directly pitch this idea to them. So this is the whole um, summary process flow of how how this idea got about, and to share a bit uh, more about myself, um I, I'm Kao. Well, I've been building with now since August 2022, right? So my, my first proposal was a VPN activation that um sparked a green initiative, a whole chain of green initiative activation within a uh, now ecosystem globally, hosted by uh, TNS, the, the Dynamo Square, and eventually kickstarted now Africa, right? So since then, I've, I've been continuing to build and go alongside that. And fast forward uh, to, to now, right? We, I've been, I've helped. I think Wazi team created a Nows team uh, hotel room, a physical hotel room in, in Singapore. 
uh, I held um, state property or modern state property. It's a local jewelry brand that returned their idea into a prop for now, even though it's, it, it, it got cancelled in the end. Uh, recently, I've helped um, Ethereum Singapore with their last activation in during um, the Fortnite, right? So, this is just a brief history of myself um, as a, a builder within the house ecosystem. Um, so one of the questions I had um, that I, I wasn't able to distill from the proposal was, um, you know, the, the plans in the designs, like the architectural designs of the playground, um, including probably some of the security stuff that are the safety, safety requirements stuff. Um, are we able to like package that to have it like be open to where we could probably reuse those plans in other locations that I might want to establish. Cause I can see that being, you know, obviously a lot of money is spent to design those plans. Um, and that can save potential future projects. If there was like a, another proposal to be like, well, we want to do a playground, you know, in Europe, in the U S I know they have some different security or safety concerns, but like, it'd be a probably a good jumping point. Um, is that something that we would be able to get after this project? Yeah, definitely. So um, we didn't put that in because it was still in, in a discussion phase whereby uh, could we actually make made a whole um, design plan, the blueprint in, into CC0. And um, we actually had, had a green light with um, Element 16 because they, we are, we'll be engaging them as the design team and the contractor, although me and my, uh, myself and um, now Senfor will be fully involved in the whole process. So definitely we'll, we will make the whole uh, design blueprint um, CC0. But uh, as you mentioned, right, um, there are different different countries have uh, different safety standards. So design-wise, design-wise itself, I'm just talking about design-wise, design-wise itself, um, it could be replicated, but then um, it might have to tweak to ensure that the safety regulations are met uh, as per specific country. So because the safety regulation in, in, in X country might not be the same as Y country, but design-wise as a whole and how to um, structure the that uh, how to check, how to infuse nouns into the play structure that that could be replicated yeah so it's actually um so i would say this is actually uh the first cc0 public team playground right because um, it's created from a cc0 asset nouns and then it itself is a public goods because it's a public playground its design itself is also made into an open source yes So did you answer that, that question? Yeah, no, that was, that was great. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Carl, can, yeah. can you just talk so, a little bit about element six? Like who are they? What, what is their interest in nouns? Why are they willing to do this, you know, to donate the, the land and, and execute on the project? Okay. Element six is, um, it is actually a subsidiary of, um, a, a bigger uh, corporate company, right? It's called, the Chinese name is called, let me try to pronounce it in English for you guys. It's, Xiang, it's, it's called Xiangning Group. It, it's actually, it's a big corporation that are uh, involved in like real estate, construction, finance, culture, tourism, healthcare, dining and trade. And they, they, they hold, they are, they are a mixture of corporations that hold Set that exceed like 50 billion uh, renminbi yuan, so it's approximately about 7 billion USD in size. And Sorry, it, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to hear you there. 
Is it? Um, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Can, can you just Hi. describe it again? My, my Google search results for Element Six are all. It's like Synthetic Diamond Company. Is that the one? No, no. I think uh, you have to. Uh, Element Six is a direct translation of, of their Chinese. Uh, the I they are okay. called Liu Yuanshu. Yeah, they are called Liu Yuanshu. So, um, Element Six is a sub subsidiary of Xingyang Group. Xing Xing Xingnan Group. Sorry, Xingnan Group. Xingnan Group is is a diverse um, corporate that actually involved in various business, real estate, construction, I see. finance, okay. diverse healthcare. Not diamonds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, sorry, so diverse, diverse. So um, this is element six, and they are actually located in, uh, in Guangzhou, in Guangzhou, Haizhou district, Pazhou. So this area is actually um, a CBD area, where like, I think like Alibaba, WeChat, they have corporate companies in that area. So this area have an, sorry, element six itself have an average footfall of 80K per month, right? So then people will ask, why, why would such an establishment like want to work with now, right? So this is, I think we, we personally, if I, if I could be blunt, I think we, as a builder myself, and even now as and for agree with us, I think we kind of struggle because we were able to get into connection with their decision maker, right? Like I explained earlier, it's not like their management level whereby we are able to pitch and then we still have to go like multiple level ups. We, 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 had the chance to be introduced to the digital maker himself. So we are able to showcase like what we did in China with, with NAUS and what NAUS activation there are globally, like things that we do with NAS, things that we do with Stubby Bali during um, the parade. And I think he, he, he fell in love with the idea whereby this, this 2D, 2D pixelated art could actually represent something that's very relatable to, to Chinese business uh, mentality whereby they, they really believe in, in, in positive something whereby we are able to help each other instead of uh, I'm, I'm going to always win, it's a win new situation right because I think in, in Chinese culture they are more of like we, we would prefer to have a win-win situation and always leave something on the table for each other so I think he, he loved this idea of positive something and then I think we, we were able to convince him that they are also a huge potential, a huge synergy for having a public team playground right beside their recreational hub. Because um, in a sense, their recreational hub is very famous as a, a couple spot, a family spot, because they are um, they have various activities. They have rock climbing, they have indoor surfing, they have like uh, in, indoor playground. They have, um, I think they, they even have like a five meter ferry um, wheel. So having a public team playground that allows public to use, utilize it for free, it would, would actually help them increase their footfall, right? And actually enhance their overall imagery as, as like a recreational hub in, in parts of itself. So I think this, these, are, these are the main few reasons why we were able to get an allocation from them give us a chance to actually create this, this RL announced team playground. Yeah. Right. Okay. So just, just to summarize, there, there is uh, in, in China, a, a prominent real estate developer conglomerate. They have a subsidiary called element yes. six, which, which, which is this recreational theme hub. park hub. Um, yes. And, and you have a relationship 
with one of the people either in this in the conglomerate or in the subsidiary and you've convinced them to to uh, allocate some land next to the 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 theme park or the recreational hub to build the playground yes because the the whole they the whole plot of land because in, in china that they are the land are actually located into various level right various category sorry so for this plot of land is actually categorized as uh usage for commercial and recreational use and i think element six own the land and it, it's, it's not leased so they own it fully and the total plot of land is actually about 15 15 000 square meter where about 13 square meter are actually developed into a into their current recreation hub right like i explained they have like go-karting rock climbing and in you know surfing so the remaining remaining two plus uh k square meter two dollar plus square meter uh land allocation we were able to convince them to allow us to have this experiment whereby we, we build a public team playground and and sorry, just to clarify, who who is doing the building? They they are doing the building. Yes, the of, of the are, playground construction team. Yeah, their construction team, their professional construction team will be doing that because they are specialized in in in, in that area as well. So, right. So so a majority of the funds from the proposal are are actually going to Element Six to do the construction, the yes. planning and the construction. Yes, the planning and the construction. Right. And and. Uh, and so, I guess you and, and now seventy four, you'll act as sort of co consultants and liaisons with the DAO. Is that am I understanding that correctly? Yes, as as like a pro project manager. Project manager. So we okay. Yeah. So we are like representing the DAO as a project manager to manage this this whole construction of this now public team playground. Right. Okay. And then how how yeah. I I guess. You know, I, I think it, as as we discussed kind of uh, privately, you know, I I, I would think that uh, throughout the DAO, there there are probably very few people that kind of look at this proposal and hesitate at the idea of of building you know like an awesome public playground that that people can enjoy. I think probably most people, you know, if if they hesitate in voting for this, you know, either, either look at the cost or or look at the maybe the uncertainty of doing something novel and large scale, you know, in, in a country where mo most downers are sort of not familiar with, with how all of it works. So I think for me and my, my best guess for a lot of other downers, like, um, you know, the, the voting for this is, is sort of like contingent on, you know, sort of like trusting that relationship. And, and um, now it, it, hearing this from you, it, it sounds a lot like a, a lot of this is based on um, the extent to which you know, element six can can execute on this, and you know they're they're credible that that they can build this. Um, what I guess what what else can you can you say about the company and and maybe your relationship with them that that would help people kind of you know vote confidently for this? Okay. I think I think uh, voters should should actually see this uh, in, in in this direction instead, right? So uh, we. Me myself and and now Sanford, right? We we are we are trusted builders, right? We we have been building, uh, for now since I myself since August twenty second, and now Sanford seven months back. So I think the idea is to not not say like, hey, do I trust Element Six or not? So we, if you were to look look at them as a, a contractor that we engage, so the trust should be diverted to us. Does does the child does the DAO trust us as a builder as a trusted builder 
to execute this vision. So if you were to bring take away element six, they are just an, an, an individual contractor, right? So does the DAO trust uh, me, myself, and, and Singapore to actually execute this? Because the funding is not directly towards um, element six. The funding is directly to us and through a stream, stream, uh, stream uh, method. So we are the one governing the funding. We are not just going to one wholesale pass on the fund to element six. They have to, we, we will be managing them. They have to show us result. And we want result because we want to show the DAO result. So I think this, this should be a better better uh, perspective instead of seeing it as of oh, the DAO is funding element six. This, 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 this isn't the actual flow. So the DAO is actually funding two of us now, uh, now Central and myself count as, as now's builder to execute this vision and we are engaging element six as a contractor and it's just nice that they are the one that allocate this land for us to us yeah so i, I hope this is clear and um obviously we, we have good relationship with them uh now 74 hash nick we he will be dropping by the office tomorrow we he will be getting um we will do our small block whereby element six people could actually uh, introduce themselves and to say why why they are excited that this could happen but i think overall my point is i think the DAO should view it as they are funding two trusted builder to execute this vision for the DAO instead of the DAO is funding element six directly yeah no, i hope I, I, I think that's well said thank thank you for uh for clarifying that yeah no no worries thank you thank you for especially this is the Good yeah. So um yeah. So I I mean uh I believe everybody would be able to envision what what we want to bring through through this proposal because I believe through Fox Zero and One people that are they are still within the DAO people that have very aligned vision and I think that uh, both me and we 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 do have similar alignment with the DAO. Therefore, um, we we really push 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 really hard to, to actually create this chance to allow us to actually create our first this this first large scale tangible uh, public development and to actually build it as a CCO first CCO now uh, playground, which is I think I mean we are we are above scope. Like we are super excited that this could actually materialize. Like I think I understand that there have been thoughts about having a physical, uh, it might not be a playground, but a physical space in the working office, etc. That is actually built, built off now's aesthetic. And um, I, I'm just really humbled that uh, I could actually bring this to the town with, with as little ambiguity as possible. Because um, I understand that um, there are similar proposals of similar nature. For example, uh, now's public, uh, sorry, now's basketball uh, court, right? So I, I understood that the proposal was you know, the progress was hindered because of permit and regulation issue and and I, I took that to heart. So when we are discussing about this proposal, we ensured that we will not meet with this um issue. We, we even checked that is the land suitable to create a public uh a playground? Do they have uh, adequate uh resources for permit and to ensure regulation? So we our job, like my, my job and now Central job is to actually ensure audit that are like, on, on these stages that are like super important, but yet it's difficult to put it into the pot. Like it, it will just make 
get super super long and we just want want it to be very concise that hey we we we, we have the passion we, we want to tell this story that that announce could actually mean so much more right that's that's like that's all the talk about um announce being a public user and everything but having a tangible tangible item that that actually portrays this whole value and then having people to actually organically interact with this it's it's seeing that Carl, your I think your mic is uh, sounds a little so, underwater there. Is, is, it, is it? Yeah. Better now? Yes, it's better now. Can so Can I'm, I just ask you another yeah. another quick question? Yeah. Is, yeah, sorry, is sorry. Are, are, are either of you or now seventy four sort of like on the ground in Guangzhou? Like, are is is there someone kind of like located near nearby Element Six? Yeah. Uh, now seventy four himself is 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 nearby. We've, We've been down to the to the uh, to the site to the actual site a, a few times actually, and during and if the prop pass, uh, I myself will be will be flying in in and out as well to to ensure that everything is there and to give timely update about uh the whole whole process, showing like uh behind the scenes of of the whole construction process and everything, yeah. So that we will be doing that for sure. Understood. Thank thank you. And there is people on the ground, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's like I say, it's it's not it's not the DAO just funding funding element six. No, we we are we are the governor in a sense. We are the gatekeeper. We will ensure that the execution would meet our levels of satisfaction, and that we we would govern um the quality, the 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 the, the manner of how the funds flow to element six. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think. I hope that I've, I've um, explained uh, clear enough, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. Thank you. I, 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 def I definitely appreciate the, the sort of like drilling down on, on those, those specific details. It, it, it's sort of difficult to, to understand the sort of like tone of the intent sometimes just, just from written, written text. So yeah, yeah, I understand. I, understand. Much appreciated. For sure. Yeah. Cool. So I think uh, I think the uh, yeah yeah sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. So I think the 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 ultimate goal that I would just say is that that there is this this narrative this this story that that we really want to tell and I I believe that this could be a very good narrative for any builders out there globally because I think now is in a, in in a very beautiful position whereby it, it it should be and could be built on a global scale like. It is able to demolish like the ge geological and cultural barrier, right? And and with with such a a, a representing proposal, it, it actually speaks volume and boosts morale for builders out there. They they could actually tap on all the all the success stories within now to actually help them expand uh, their ideas, expand their 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 their, their network to actually help you uh, proliferate now in, in a higher level. Instead of instead of um vanity marketing, I feel so. I think um this this is what what we actually want to achieve, and I think this is this has always been uh, our principle, at, at least my principle as as a builder, when I when I, when I started building from now, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um. Yeah. Very much appreciated you coming on, and um, we'll probably just wrap up the thank show you. now. Um. 
again, thanks so much for both the team behind um, the IRL playground themed playground and uh, surmise with the uh, once a day, every day noun roguelike game. So thanks again for coming out and um, we will see y'all next Monday with some new props and candidates. <laughs>